0: Hello, everybody. This is another episode of not any pre-established show on this podcast, actually. This is just another bonus-type episode where I want to have a discussion with somebody about something that I find interesting. Um, because that's all I ever want to do, is talk to people about things that are interesting. And also movies and television. But, today is a very important episode. We brought back a long on hiatus guest. Somebody who's been on this podcast before. i technically
1: an employee (laughs) that just doesn't do their work.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Not a part of this
1: business, actually, and I don't do anything.
0: (laughs) You don't do anything that's whack. You are the only other employee besides me.
1: You know, life hits you hard. School hits you hard.
0: Well, you're going to start doing work.
1: (laughs) (laughs) School slaps you in the face with reality.
0: Anyway, um, we're here to talk about something that's very interesting. Oh, by the way, it's Lily. for any of you who didn't know. You didn't
1: even introduce me.
0: (laughs) I I forgot, because you said, aren't I an employee? (laughs) This is somebody who hasn't been on the podcast since the early days.
1: Since I don't think, I don't, no, no,
0: no. I don't think you've been on the podcast since we did our end game
1: review. When the heck was that?
0: You mean you and Nisreen? When was that? When we were in Dagon Marshalls.
1: Oh, last Christmas?
0: Last Christmas?
1: Oh, wait. End game oh. was this May. <laughs> what I remember is wearing coats.
0: <laughs> what the heck? I remember
1: a... wearing a coat.
0: Maybe you were. Maybe it was cold in May. <laughs>
1: I don't know, but I do remember that. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, so that's the last episode lily has been on. Uh, So it's good to have you back.
1: Yeah, good to, I don't know, be back. (laughs) I've been in the same place, you're the one who moved. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's also true.
0: Um, And I guess with that, you can introduce our topic today. Which you guys already know what it is, because it's a daggone title.
1: (laughs) Okay, so our topic... (laughs) I'm a little flustered. Our topic today is Christianity. Um, Any specific part of Christianity? (laughs) (laughs) It's more
0: like this is just a discussion on how views of ours have changed and what, like, I guess we find interesting where we are in our journey, things that we think about, things we think about the church, things we think about just, I guess, it in general. Just, I don't know, just having a discussion about with somebody else, I guess. About religion as a whole, really. And what that kind of means to us. And whether or not... What are the pitfalls of it? Things we think are good. Things we think aren't good. You know. All the things. Just discussion.
1: Okay. Okay. So you mean, I don't think I was close enough to the mic. <laughs> no, you're way far away from the mic. Oh, here I am. Okay. Here I am. Um...
0: So I guess I'll start asking you, because yeah. I feel like Ask your journey has been a start. lot more substantial than mine.
1: It's been really different.
0: In terms of finding, I know you're not there fully yet, but figuring out what where you are <laughs> in terms mm-hmm. of your faith and things you believe and stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I guess you have kind of a, a unique perspective because of... Where you stand in terms—what <laughs> the heck is wrong with you?
2: We
1: about I kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> what? About you, what, what? Uh, I'm joking.
0: And where you stand in terms of sexuality and stuff like that, and what that has to do with your faith, because historically the church isn't necessarily kind to people who don't fall in the <laughs> s- straight cis kind of. Um, Thingamabob, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I guess it'll just be interesting to hear your thoughts on that. So, I guess I'll ask you some questions.
1: Yeah, I am not a to. Yeah. Free talk it. <laughs> Free talk it. Ask me some questions. I'm ready. So,
0: recently you've gone to a new church.
1: Yes, <laughs> this is true.
0: So, I just want to ask you what that kind of transition is like, because we've been going to the same church for a very, very long time. I know. And I moved, and then I don't even have a church <laughs> right now, and you've gone to a completely new church. Yes. Uh, even though, and you're still here. Yes. So, tell, uh, tell us a little bit about that. We should have uh, Monica on the podcast. Side note. Just a little note. We should. We, I want to I want to have her on the podcast talk about something.
1: We're going to have to do it in the summer. Or we could, say, <laughs> or we could just okay. say, when we go there, when we go there for the movie, we could probably just say... <laughs> no, and no, we're recording a podcast right now. <laughs> or wouldn't it be cool since I have my mic and my own software?
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what I mean? Since I have my mic and my own software, the same mic and software, but it's similar to this, that I record that, like you can break whatever.
0: I what? can just pull out my phone and take a voice memo. <laughs> That's what I've done on the last three episodes A Couple Critique because we haven't been able to... You do have the Harvard have our setup.
1: Well, I can interview her if like you wanted to do it earlier. Okay, that's I see, I'm I saying. see, I see. Oh, since I have my computer and that, my software, that could be And my mic, that I could... can interview her, and you can send what questions you want. Okay, cool. We'll figure we'll figure it out. Anyway,
0: your journey with the church,
1: right yeah, the church. That's crazy. That is wow.
0: Nothing's been said. We've <laughs> already gotten to the, that's crazy. <laughs>
1: No, it's a, it's a difference. It's an extreme difference. Um, let me just give you a little bit of a backstory about how I changed this new church. I did a paper.
0: It all started when
1: I was born. <laughs> In my freshman year of college, I did a research paper on churches, specifically um, predominantly African-American churches and predominantly white churches, and how their sort of views of spirituality are different, uh, what historical factors made their views different, um, and how some things have changed about those different types of churches, but how they're still um, wholly segregated um, with outside factors and maybe some internal factors. That was the whole topic of that paper.
0: What are some of the findings of your paper? Because that's interesting. I completely forgot that you wrote this paper.
1: <laughs> you know, I... I haven't looked at it in two years, <laughs> and I cannot find my online copy. So I'm gonna have to ask um, someone that I gave it to back so I can read it. Cause I I liter- I wish I was looking for it this whole like last two weeks, and I cannot find a trace of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I it, that, I got an A too. I got an A. So that was a good paper. I just do not remember where where what where it is. But um, I had already been going to this predominantly black or predominantly sort of mixed race church which is the one I've been going to since I was six years old but I needed a church that was predominantly white but didn't really want to jump into a situation where I was arriving at someone's church with like a clipboard and a pencil <laughs> and it was this predominantly white church and I'm just coming in and no one knows who I am so I'd asked um I was actually talking to Monica Romick who was a person <clears throat> was at high school <laughs>
0: drops their first and last name
1: Oh, (laughs) who was a high school Bible teacher, almost a biology, wow, high school Bible teacher, and uh, mentioned that I needed to find a second church for my research, and she suggested her own. So I went to that church, and I did all my research, um, and I just, I don't know how to say, I don't know, I just kept coming back. (laughs) I did it for initial research, and then I came back two more times to sort of finalize my um, research and to do a little bit more observing, but then I got really sort of interested in their church and how they did things because it was so different from what my church had been doing all these years. So I just decided to eventually in the summer of this of this year, I just decided to go to their church um, full time, full- time and just declare that my my new church instead. Um, I don't know, things are very different. Because I'm pretty sure that my church, my previous church, sort of follows. It wasn't very controversial, not necessarily in a bad way. Not necessarily meaning that they were, oh, they've got to say that they hate something or they they want to burn something down. But they just seem very um, like
0: middle of the road, not taking any yeah. stances on things <laughs> like necessarily. you,
1: like you never really knew what they believed. <laughs> like if someone, I, 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 I sort of deem, I sort of think about if, if someone asked me what my last church beliefs were, I, I honestly wouldn't even be able to tell them because <laughs> there was no, there was no sermons that I really listened to or found online on their podcasts and um, their website that really said anything about any sort of topic at all that was controversial to Christianity or controversial to the real world. Um, maybe some stuff in the past, I don't remember, but most recently I really hadn't seen anything that was very, that really told you, well, this is what we believe, this is how we follow it, and, um, this is how we sort of view certain situations. Um, the other church I'm in is, uh, very, sort of very much states their ground. Actually, has a document that says what they believe, which I didn't think, existed in churches, (coughs) which I've come to find after going to this new church. There's a lot of things I didn't think churches did (coughs) that apparently they do, you know, partake in, but my church just didn't do it. So I just assumed this was a rare occurrence when really it was like a common occurrence and the church I was going to sort of went the rare route. (coughs) So it's very much... You just feel a different energy. First of all, it's smaller. I think my past church had, like, what, 3,000 people? I swear, I, it felt like a concert every time I was going to that church. But it, there was a lot of people in my last church, and it was always... Relative to this. Relative to this, yeah. yeah. It it was like, you know, a lot of people coming in, a lot of people coming out. Um, a lot of people came for the sermons. The, the uh, room was larger, w- way larger, and it was a larger building as well. This church is more... And that church was deemed, it was called international, it was like an international type of church. So it wasn't really deemed in one area. <laughs> it wasn't really deemed in one particular area. It was targeting anyone that wanted to come. So there are people from Milford, Milford?
0: Milford.
1: They're, I think they're Milton. <laughs> people from like Milton, Boston, um, you know, Andover. It, people from basically all over Massachusetts. Sometimes people in New Hampshire. So they're reaching this wide range of people, um, and the one I go to now is just very community based. So it's targeting people in Westford, but they're not excluding people that come from other places because I live somewhere that's not Westford. <laughs> but <laughs> but they they're really targeting their community, and it's a lot more of a small community base, and there it's a lot small amount of people. So what went from like maybe. Over a thousand people in, you know, that are members went down to about 30 people that are members. 30? Yeah. (laughs) And at most, there's a lot of people that are Christmas (laughs) Eve. Some people that I've never seen before. (laughs) 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 I think an average, you know, an average people that come is like 45, 50. So... It's small, <laughs> and I think the first few times I like have I'm like, okay, why well, see these familiar faces? Do I know everybody's name? No, <laughs> and I hope no one ever asks me who they are because <laughs> I have no idea who any of these. I have to keep pointing, <laughs> I have to keep pointing at someone and whispering to someone else what their name is before I call them out because I literally have no idea who they are. <laughs> but that the size is a difference, and what's available to me is a difference um i think when you're coming from a church that has so many different groups or
0: nationalities
1: no not nationalities but
0: belief systems
1: no like small groups okay so many different small groups so many different classes and if you're someone like me who really who was there since i was 6 but really didn't like know anyone there it's hard to determine well what's gonna what's a group that's gonna work for you and what's a small group that's gonna fit and even after doing a lot of research it was still sort of confusing as to where okay well where where am I really supposed to go? Do I wanna be in a small group or do I want something else? And I really didn't have any sort of guidance in that part. And this church, I think it's it's almost like it's its own small group, if you're comparing it to my last church. So you're just able to walk in there and they have like three small groups at the most <laughs> and they have a Christian education class that people go to and it's not really a it's not really a thing about okay, well this is a topic for like like in my old church there was like a small group for like people that were into the arts or people that were, you know, women like a woman small group. It was more like how to read the Bible and how to sort of take your Christian view and apply it to the world, or a Christian education class was taking sermons and sort of breaking them down, talking about what you didn't understand, um, applying what you did, and seeing how people's views um, sort of, um, what do you call it, are different in across sort of the congregation or whoever's there um, at class. And I think it's interesting because I think I needed that because it's almost like I hadn't really been able to properly diverge into learning about the gospel or learning about Christianity, and being able to go to a church that's sort of like a slower stage one um, has really been beneficial to me, at least, and has and has really been it's really, <laughs> and has really and has really been. <laughs> Sorry, got some. I, I could have sworn someone was calling me. <laughs> okay. So it's been beneficial as someone trying to sort of relearn the faith in another way than sort of a. I'm gonna I'm gonna be hated for this. Maybe a less educational way <laughs> 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 into a more educational way. Because I feel like the, the where I, where I was before, it was more of a, and I was actually, there's actually a documentary I saw on this. I don't remember the documentary, <laughs> but it was, it's sort of like, um, you know, you're almost, you're almost taught and preached towards as if you're doing everything correct. And, you know, there's no issues in your life. And if there are any issues, you know, God's going to come and save you eventually. When in actuality, that's, like, not very theological, and it's actually very spiritually damaging. Once you think about how people's situations can be warped to believe that, okay, I'm doing everything correctly, and if I pray hard enough, if I tithe as much as I can, and if I do this, then I'm going to be, you know, rich one day. When in actuality, that's that's not even promised anywhere in the Bible. Like, even even being rich is not promised anywhere in the Bible. That's what I've sort of learned throughout these months. So it's very beneficial to learn that there's, okay, well, there's another sort of, you know, there's more theologically correct um, lessons and experiences that sort of show that, um, you know, you could could sort of, uh, your life experiences all still mean something, but you don't have to be... A perfect person you don't have to be uh you know you don't have to tithe every last penny you have in order to be one with god it's almost all about what well, is all about your heart and a lot of other different things that i'm not remembering right now because i have to probably gonna have to go back to church <laughs> <laughs> Once I go back in January, I'll I'll, I'll catch you guys up. <laughs> but that's what I've learned through these past because I started in September, really started going in September, <laughs> and now it's December. So that's been about four months of learning. Yeah, four months of learning, and I'm still I've learned. I think from the first time I was there, and I said I was officially going in that first stag on class that I went to, I was like. Mm-hmm okay, i got a really long way to go because <laughs> I really don't know what the heck is going on. <laughs> but that's okay that I've been reassured multiple times. <laughs> so that's... I think that's... I don't know. I think those are some basic differences and those are some... That's the basic story about how I got there. What's the nomination of this place? It's like evangelical, which I didn't know until I like first went there. And I was like, like oh.
0: Like... So they're part of the evangelical ministry. So which denomination inside the evangelical ministry are they?
1: Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that answers that. I don't know. I think they're part of it. They're they're connected with something called the CCCC. That the Cornerstone con <laughs> You know, we're going to have to find that for you guys. <laughs> Let me just ask (laughs) Let me just ask someone real quick. I have no idea. Okay. Just evangel I think all they say is evangelical.
2: Okay,
0: that was fine. I was just I was just wondering. I was just wondering.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. What denomination is your church?
0: Uh... (laughs) (laughs) oh man. And so we well, we have a history with like you said, the pastor's wife and the pastor, I guess, too.
1: Yeah, not, it, it, you know, it started with the pastor's wife and it merged to the pastor. I don't know, I had some rare occurrences with the pastor. That and now, kind of,
0: I'm, now I'm not in it at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now you're not even in the history. Now it's like you were there, now you're not. Yeah. Now it's just, uh, it's weird because she was, to give you some background, this per the pastor's wife, who is. Who's Monica Romick? I already said her name, so it's okay now. <laughs> she
0: she was my acting teacher.
1: Yeah, and then you guys became friends. Good. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Yeah, you guys became sort of like. Well, you you talk to each other after high school still. So yeah. You still had a relationship with her after high school, and I was I was nowhere in the picture. Like <laughs> I was just like your your sister. Yeah. And that's basically all she knew me as, and um, even a new test I I took. I took one course with her, I took New Testament, um, with her my senior year of high school, and I got to know her a little bit more, but I, st- I really didn't have a connection with her, I just saw her as a teacher, and that was basically it. Then we went on the New York trip, uh, I went, we went on a senior trip to New York City, and, I, I, I don't know, I got to sit down and talk with her, I really liked, um, I don't know. I really liked some of her takes on certain things. I don't remember exactly, but I remember, you know, liking conversation, talking to her. And then I think the next time I'd contacted her was through, was the paper. And then I just really started to get to know her because I had to interview her for part of my paper and her takes on um, the segregation of the, of churches. You know, not really an intended segregation now, but was intended segregation back then. And I really, I don't know. We just started talking more, and then we became sort of, um, I don't know, we just started talking more, and we started having more of a connection. And then it was all four of us, and then you moved away.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I I, I was like, I'm going to California.
1: Now it's just us three, now it's just me, (laughs) her, and her husband, who is the pastor of the church, and I just started getting to know him in these four months, really, just through... Going to the church and taking the classes, and he made me read a ton of books that are on my shelf right there. That are probably gonna collapse my shelf one day if he keeps throwing me these books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, that's how I got to know him. So that's how that whole relationship, I guess, started with them. And now I don't even know. I don't even know what we are. We're just. I just go to their church. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the church and say hi, and that's it.
0: <laughs> so what is some ways you've changed in terms of how you've thought about your faith? And even some things maybe that changed that... Sorry, I got a whopper in my mouth.
2: <laughs>
1: maybe you should chew and swallow it. ask <laughs> Something you have marbles in your mouth.
0: Have <laughs> changed even in terms of how you've thought about, like, even God and stuff like that.
1: I think in this past year or two, in this past year, I've I've changed a lot. I think my beliefs before were very much, they were very unmature faith in the sense of I sort of grew up believing and sometimes being taught that it's all by the rules. So it's all law. It's all you do this right, you do this right, you do this right, then you go to heaven, or you, um, you know, you tithe and do whatever, and then you go to heaven. Or if you feel a certain way, like you feel something, like you feel a, a burning towards the Lord or something, it's it's all, you know, it all it all helps you in the long run. But I think in these past or this this past year, it's it's proven to be definitely not. That's not the correct path. it's actually a very damaging path, especially if you're someone who's different I think for I think for me in particular, it's changed a lot because I'm actually you know I'm gay I'm a gay person, and my whole perspective on God before was just to you know you don't do that, you don't think about that, you sort of put that away and you do the best you can and obey all, this, all the rules, and then that's it. You go to heaven. And that's, you know, I think sort of living it and then experience it through other people who aren't who aren't gay but have gone through entirely different paths that I've sort of read about or I've talked to in my new congregation. You know, doing stuff by the rules is not always, or the perceived rules, you know, is not always the correct thing. It's almost like in if you're in a relationship with someone, you don't want it to be where you're always obeying that person and you're not really thinking for yourself. You know, you're just doing stuff blindly and you're not really putting heart into it. You're not really wanting to um, sort of think about gray areas of certain subjects and that's Really that's not beneficial to anyone it's not beneficial to you because you're really just putting all of your emotions and stuff you're oppressing them you're putting them down and you're saying that that's automatically wrong and you're not really sure why but you just know it is and then it's not good for the person that you're in a relationship with either because they don't get a true relationship with you they just get you obeying them and you know that's not that's not substantial that's not fun that's not. That's not really love either that's just doing what you have to do to get by, and that's not good. Um, I think in this past year, with the help of um uh with the help of Monica and then that church and um even her husband, the pastor it's it's been good to realize that well you know not everyone our- because uh, the church is evangelical. So, obviously, our views are going to be different when it comes to sexuality, um, not meaning to sort of repress, but just how, you know, whether or not it's incorrect in the Bible, but even the, even then, my sort of thoughts about myself and how sexuality is in the Bible, I'm always thinking, you know, how does this play in the Bible? Um, if it's not this, then what is it? Then how... Uh, then how is it sort of viewed? How should it be viewed? And I think this church or at least um, the people there like Monica have, been, have given me a chance to sort of think freely and to think, think about the gray areas and to think about how they apply to my life and how um, some gray areas may be um, beneficial to explore because it helps mature your faith because you start to realize, oh, okay, well, this is a gray area. But you still realize the importance of God and the importance of how Christianity can, pray, can play into your life. I think it's a rare, I think it's an automatic belief that if you are gay, you can't be Christian, and that's not true. But I think it's really hard as someone who is a, gr- a gay Christian to be to be a Christian and to go to a church if people are telling you that you can't be and that it's black and white And that that's how it's always going to be, and that you can't uh, you can't serve, you can't be a part of anything. You just have to sort of sit back and watch. Which I I didn't even get the chance to experience in my past church because I left beforehand because I saw sort of things I didn't agree with beforehand. With this church, you know, they let you they let you do stuff. They let you serve and they let you talk to people. Granted, I'm not out to the entire congregation, but, you know, what is, what situation would that even come up? (laughs) (laughs) How do you even, I think, you know, it, and not everyone in there is going to be my close friend, and I keep a lot of things private and to myself, but the people that do know, which are the pastor and the pastor's wife, Monica, she, they... They are, you know, obviously they're obviously okay. Let me go there. <laughs> they take, they drive me there. <laughs> so, um, having a, a place like that, where if you're trying to, you know, re sort of relearn um, Christianity, relearn, or, or trying now to build a relationship with God, I feel like now I've realized that I really had no relationship with God whatsoever. Beforehand, it was just sort of rules, and it's almost like I was obeying. A perceived imaginary symbol, rather than God Himself. Now I'm trying to figure out who God Himself is, and it's almost fun because it's like a, it's like a quest. I don't know. It's like if you're looking for a person. <laughs> it's like if you hmm. are searching for a person. Creature. Like kind of. It's like a but less cynical. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you're trying to find a lost family member or a. Hmm. Yeah, like a lost. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> if you're trying to find a lost family member, or if you're searching, just the history of your of your family, that's a hard road, and that's a road where some of it's going to be sad, some of it's going to be hard to read or hard to um, listen to. If you're, if uh, for certain events, some things are going to be fun, but overall it's going to be a really emotional and hard journey. And I think. You need to have the right people with you to go down that journey with. I think I do now. I think I do. In the past, I didn't, which is why I never even thought about going down this road. And I think, you know, it's just, it's a journey. And I feel like people, a lot of people today hear from these pastors on television or pastors that are on the news that say, Oh well, everyone can sort of worship God in their own way, and they'll be deemed a Christian, and that's not true either. <laughs> that's a very you know you're very you're simplifying something that's actually very complicated. That's like saying, oh, well, you know, having a relationship with your parents that's easy. It's just like having a relationship with your parents. <laughs> it's like no, that's hard, and there are stages, and there are and there are hard points that you go through, and there are good points that you go through. Nothing in this life is easy. So if someone tells you. Oh, it's easy. It's just like this. Then it's then that's not then that's not true. So then people just believe that. You know, being a Christian is easy, and that's that's not that's not good. Yeah,
0: I think that's definitely a common misconception that people have. That like once the journey starts, mm-hmm. it's like it starts and it ends almost in the same yeah. moment.
1: Once it starts, that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that, I mean, anybody, I guess even in my own personal kind of journey anyway.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
0: you know that this isn't something that just like happens. Mm-hmm. It's a hard road to walk.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not an easy road to walk.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's maybe why in some ways people's perception of what the church is is mm-hmm. even weird
2: mm-hmm. and
0: skewed and has a lot of like cynical cynicism. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times because they meet people who are on a journey that may not be on the right journey
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they call themselves as a part of the church, the body of Christ, right? Yeah. But, um, but no, we're all in our different, we're all in a different stage mm-hmm. and some stages are harder than others. Some walks are harder than others. Yeah. And ultimately the road to, you know, I guess the kingdom, <laughs> if you want to call it, is, uh, it's not an easy
1: one. Yeah, and I think, I I, I I seriously believe that. You know, a lot of the people that that, that sort of come out or are gay and they sort of really hate Christianity and they really don't want anything to do with it and they're sort of very, uh, uh, they're very sort of like touchy about the subject. You know, those are people that obviously met people that were doing it by black and white. Like, you just don't do it. That's it. It's like it's it, it's like they probably ran into people that put their whole journey, which could have started something amazing, a great journey to discovering yourself, and just sort of tried to cut it off and say, we don't go down that path. A lot of um, I've done a lot of research over these past over the past year. I've sort of slowed down to the school, but a lot of the research I've done over the past year with um, sort of uh, gay Christianity, sort of being gay and a Christian and how people's different viewpoints, because some people want to be celibate and think that's the right path, and some people think, you know, you can be gay, be married, and that's that's okay, too, and still be deemed, um, you know, a proper Christian, and then other people think, well, you know, um, what? some people think repression, but that's really, it's not really a side, that's just, that's abuse, that's spiritual abuse, so that one I don't really count, but some people it's, you know, it's like celibacy or it's, something else and there's not a lot of it's hard to find literature out there on this topic from you know from sources because it's such a it's like a topic that no one wants to go down it's a topic that no one likes to talk about because it makes it feel uncomfortable they don't want to upset a certain crowd of people or they don't want to um you know they don't want to spark something that's going to spark another debate or another sort of type of a protest, but at least for me, you know, I want to, I like, I'm a person that likes to hear different viewpoints of people if it's respectful. (laughs) If you're yelling at me and saying your viewpoint and saying, and this is why you're whatever, and this is why you're this, then I'm not going to really respect you or your viewpoint that much. But if someone's sort of writing it in a book and saying, well, this is what I believe and this are, and these are the things, well, I can say, okay, I'm reading this. And I'm seeing how this, I, I agree with, I think these are correct and sort of theologically accurate. And I can see how I have some questions, curiosities, or even some uh, skepticism on some parts of your viewpoint. And even people, even people that sort of agree with me, I'm constantly going back and forth about my viewpoint. About celibacy or about starting to be in, in relationships with people. It's like people who are celibate... Um, I've read some of their books and I'm like, okay, well that's good, but what if this person is like this or has these things or what if this person wants to be celibate but they're suicidal because they are for or they're repressing sort of their desires to be in relationships with people? And even the same, even with people that are sort of wholeheartedly you can be gay Christian and married and whatever. I'm like, okay, well some of these arguments aren't um Accurate. They don't even, they don't tackle certain parts of the Bible or they sort of do something that it, or they try to add something that isn't theologically sound. Like there's this thing where, um, in the Bible, uh, Jonathan and David, I think Jonathan and David <laughs> have a, have a sexual or have like a, um, homosexual relationship because they were very close friends. And there are some verses in the Bible where people say, well, you see, this is, uh, this is whatever, so they're obviously gay. And I disagree with that because a lot of times we like to put Western influence on an Eastern book, and the Bible is an Eastern book. And Eastern sort of theology and times back then are different, and people had really close relationships with, you know, uh, someone of the same sex, but it was a friendship. It's the, It wasn't a sexual relationship. Like
0: yeah, the way essentially physical contact between a friend yes is different and that's something you see like you see men interlock fingers holding hands in parts of the middle east
1: and not even in the middle east even parts and this is why it's eastern because even parts of japan people come back uh from japan after teaching saying how okay high school boys in america don't really touch they don't even if they do it's like sort of like a pat on the back but in japan you have you know, friends that are doing full embraces, they're lifting you up and sort of twirling around, or they're coming up to you and kissing you on the cheek. Like, it's a very, um, you know, it's a very physical type of friendship. Mm -hmm. And that you see that really on that side of the world, that it's very physical, very hands-on. And we don't see that over here. So we're so not used to that, that when we read passages like this, it can, A, make people feel uncomfortable, or it could, B, lead people into the wrong ideas that, okay, well, this is... This is obviously a gay relationship or whatever. The same thing people say this too about Jesus and John. <laughs> I'm saying this and I'm like, I have to clarify. But Jesus and John, because um Jesus sort of, you know, favored John or did something and was like, Okay, John sits at the head of the table, John whatever was well, that was yeah. like his protege.
0: Yeah.
1: But people always misinterpret that. The disciple of Jesus loved. And John wrote that himself. So, yeah. <laughs> but it was, that was his protege. But people always misinterpret that into another thing. So it's a constant, you know, so then you're let down these paths and you're like, well, and then you don't get enough sources because even people in the church are like, well, I don't want to go down that path. So whatever. <laughs> you're just like, well, wait, because there's this whole group of people you could be helping, you could be sort of sharing the gospel with that you're completely rejecting or you're completely ignoring that they exist because, you know, maybe they're misguided or maybe you just don't feel like discussing with them and that's not a good way to go. Obviously if someone's attacking you, it's kind of annoying if you have to deal with them and answer their theologically incorrect beliefs. Yeah. But um I feel like there's a lot of people that could come and be and be a part of it and learn. But I think
0: So what you're saying is that so I think what you're getting at is because the church has such an aversion to the subject that it's something that the church almost has to like take a lot more time to look at because there's so because there's such is it's either like one view mm-hmm. it's either like one extreme view or another extreme view for the most part mm-hmm. and then all the stuff in the middle kind of gets lost because mm-hmm. there isn't a lot of people saying stuff that comes in the middle.
1: Yeah, and the people and the people that are Christian that do talk about it, like um ah oh, dang it, I forget his name, but there's a there's a Christian author that's very well renowned. I like his stuff. I really like his books. But when sort of talked about um when he was talking with his topic with um there's this some there's this person called Matthew Vines and he's done this whole organization um, he's wrote this book, God and the Gay Christian, where he's writing in support of um, homosexual relationships in the Bible. Some of the stuff that I hear that he says, I'm like, eh, I don't really agree with it. And then other things I'm like, well, he has, maybe he has some points there. He asked that author to um, sort of talk about certain verses in the Bible or certain uh, theological beliefs in the Bible. And his answers were very one-sided, I guess. It was very much, you know, black and white. Um, it's just wrong, nothing in here is correct, and Matthew Vines was sort of disappointed because, you know, he was expecting a discussion of, okay, this is incorrect, but maybe this could be taken this way. It, it seemed very, nope, it's just wrong, and I found this too when looking up sort of people, other um, theologians or other maybe pastors of churches or organizations saying this, it's just the same thing. It's like, they always start with, well, it's obviously wrong. But it's like, well, why is it obviously wrong? Why is it obviously incorrect? No one really wants to jump into the... No one wants to play, I guess, devil's advocate. That's a sort of bad word to use. Mm. But no one wants to use... No one wants to jump into the opposite theology. They always want to immediately just say, well, it's obviously wrong. There's been... I think there's only been one theologian that really made a... I've heard has been has made a really good book. I think his name is Brownson. I have a list. I have a list of his book. Hold on a second. Because he wrote a book. That she's, I wanted on to buy. She, she's on her phone right
0: now. <laughs> looking for it.
1: Because I, I wrote it. Let me see. Um. Oh, okay. Yes. By Jim Brownson. I think he's a theologian. He's either a theologian or a pastor. I forget. But he wrote a... It looks like a dissertation on... <laughs> <laughs> Um, Bible, Gender, and Sexuality, that's what it's called, Bible, Gender, S- and Sexuality by Jim Bronson, and he's really the only, he's really the only book <coughs> that, um, and he doesn't, I don't even think he really belie- believes or really sides with it, but he sort of argues, um, that perspective, so I haven't read the book yet, so do not quote me on that, <laughs> but, um, I think he's one of the few people that's really dove deep, it's a very confusing topic for most are very uncomfortable topic for most so you, you know I don't know so I have to say about that <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, in York where are you at right now in terms of your stance on that topic specifically personally for you not what are what are what are things that because you took a lot of time to talk about how the church, isn't necessarily having this discussion probably to the fullest extent that it could and should
2: mm-hmm.
0: so for you what are like what is where are you at
2: <laughs>
0: on that and that doesn't have to be a complete answer I don't want you to go down the list of every single thing and I'm not going <laughs> to gonna read off a checklist if you <laughs> feel like is this right is this wrong but I guess in general or as much as you think you have know now where are
1: I, I don't, I definitely have not decided on a particular thing, but I think right now, just because of all I've had to do throughout this whole year, it feels like, (coughs) I, I I think it's, um, I'm starting to just lean more towards, well, you know, I can have relationships with, with both genders or both sexes, whatever the heck you want to say, and be fine. As long as that person is Christian and sort of, doesn't have a crazy faith <laughs> doesn't have some sort of crazy theology. I think I can be okay. Mm-hmm. but I also you know i always I always think of I always think of celibacy and it's funny because I always when I think of my future, I always think of myself with just a son and nobody else. <laughs> Maybe that's just me being uh, introverted. <laughs> <laughs> But I always think, you know, it'd be nice to have a kid and a community, but not really a, a spouse, not really a specific, a specific spouse. But if I could have a strong, I think in my life, if I could have a strong community and a child that I'm able to sort of care and love correctly and able to sort of teach them to grow up sort of loving everyone regardless, then I think that's a pretty okay place for me. That's where I am right now. I really have if anyone asks me, oh, what's your nope, I have no idea, sir. <laughs> I, I'm I'm still trying to figure out how I'm still I I'm still trying to, you know, figure out the Bible <laughs> and trying to remember all the books of the Bible. Realize we have a second Kings, that's interesting. <laughs> but um to do that I think. I think that's where I'm at right now. But I'm definitely leaning more towards let me just, you know. Relationships are are fun as well. I think. I think if I. I think I've said this multiple times to people. What I've said, you know, I, I'm not really looking for anyone. But if someone came along, like someone asked me on a date or something, I would say no, go away. As long as they're okay, I would be yeah. like, I'd be like, sure, why not? But I also don't tie dates to anything. Like I'm not getting married to you after, after the first date. So that's where I'm sort of at. If I'm kind of shortening it down. That's, that's all I, am that's all I believe. <laughs> Just backs away <laughs> out of the mic. <laughs> um. Walks out the door. <laughs> walks out the door.
0: In turn, so, a lot of, I guess, what comes up with this stuff is also political beliefs, right? hmm I think, by and large, the church is mainly conservative. Mm-hmm. Uh, not making a jo- value judgment on conservatism, mm-hmm. but I think, as far as anybody who lives in the world that we live in today, knows that uh, as time goes on, people's beliefs become more and more progressive and liberal, um, mm-hmm. in terms of historically, anyway, mm-hmm. that is happening. And um, especially, it's a very interesting time right now in our country because. There is a big uh divisiveness happening with uh with the left and the right, and I guess my question for you is
2: mm-hmm.
0: where do you kind of find yourself on that spectrum, and what do you think about politics and how that kind of relates to the church?
1: How will I will like think about politics. <laughs> <laughs> They make me anxious. <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not very liberal, <laughs> to be completely honest. Really? A lot of my views are not very liberal. Because no. at least not, you know, the liberal that is on the news. Because <laughs> if you, even some things with the LGBTQ community, I'm like, this is just crap. <laughs> like, what, even, what am I even reading? Like, I don't even understand it. <laughs> but um, there, there are some, I don't, I don't wholeheartedly agree with everything would be The mm-hmm. LGBTQ community, or the liberal community, really. I don't, you know, a lot of things, I find a lot of sort of faulty things in liberal theology. Um, you know, everyone's very quick to jump on a bandwagon. Yeah. So I don't really, I don't really associate myself with them, because I really don't. And and half the stuff, like, I, I kind of, like, agree, but they, they don't go to the depths of what, you know, you want. Or some of it's very uneducated. You know, if they're like, for example, they'll be against Christianity, but they'll be for um, like, Islamic faith, yeah, or for the Buddhist faith, and they don't really understand what those really in- entail, unless they're like Buddhist, truly Buddhist or Islam themselves. But let's face it, if you're Islam that's, or Buddhist, that's maybe one you're of, not there.
2: <laughs>
0: that's that's one of the interesting ones, uh, especially with Islam. Because yeah. Islam is notoriously conservative. Yeah, very. <laughs> so, like, radic- Like, in some places, they throw people off a roof <laughs> for yeah. having a, or even
1: just a little low key, like having their woman um, cover their heads.
0: Yeah, exactly. For
1: uh, for um, for, con- for being conservative. Yeah. Is that what it's for? It's
0: for it's first out of respect for your husbands. You yeah. don't want anybody else to even see you.
1: Okay, because I didn't know. I was always confused as whether it was um, respect for your husbands or if it was similar to the Jewish faith, where it was like always something under you.
0: Dressing modestly.
1: No, no, well, no, because it's you know in the Jewish faith they always wear the yarmulke.
0: No, to, because I'm not Jewish. But continue. <laughs> well,
1: in the Jewish faith, they always wear the yarmulke because it's it's almost like even if you're outside, something's always over you to remind you that God is always above you.
0: Oh, okay. Like, I, see, that's I see the
1: I always thought it was either that or if it was the conservative, like it was just conservative dress for women. That's what I was always confused of. But, you know, it's weird because liberals support that. And there's probably some things that liberals wouldn't be supportive of in the Islamic faith regarding how they view women and what yeah. their sort of rights are and what they're allowed to do. But they make excuses for 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 um being in support of that but not for christianity and i'm pretty sure you know if this liberal movement was happening in an islamist country they'd probably be for is they'd probably be against islam and for christianity so i think it's just because everyone that's sort of in that liberal movement grew up predominantly around christianity and everyone in america you know it's deemed like that's our national religion, Christianity, then that's something that they can... Rebel against. Yeah, rebel against and have it be a difference. Because if everyone's rebelling against Islam, everyone would probably be like, well, I'm for you too. Like, no, they want to be separate.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And part of that has to do with post-9-11 politics and how the media kind of painted this picture of Islam Mm -hmm. after 9-11, which obviously was very damaging to the image of Islam.
2: Yeah, in America extremely, extremely and not American. to
0: make a value judgment on Islam I guess that's for another time mm-hmm. <laughs> where I don't know I can discuss you could with bring some, I can I can I'll bring on a, a Islam, another guest an Islam person I don't know any but I can bring one on I'll bring on <laughs> I'll bring on some sort of person who's a Muslim I guess I don't know and then we can have a debate about whether or not Anyway, that's besides the <laughs> point. The point is, good, uh-huh. point is, 9-11 did such a big damage to that image, and then the Bush administration piled on top of that, and the media piled even further on top of that. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that has to do with Islam becoming a marginalized group in America, sort of. Mm-hmm. And because of that, because the liberal movement is about standing up for the little guy. Mm-hmm. And creating protective classes, which I think you and me agree on, doesn't do anything. Doesn't do any good. Creating a class where people are essentially free from criticism. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that I think that's part of the reason why that happened.
1: Yeah. Just not a lot of things I agree over there (laughs) on that side. Mm -hmm. I think I maybe maybe I fall somewhere in the middle. I think as myself, I may hold some conservative views. If you ask me what ones I have now, I can't really I don't know. They just come up. <clears throat> just just, come it just turns out they just they're conservative and I don't even realize, but you know, I'm a very modest person, so I like I like modesty. Not necessarily like what you wear, though you know it helps not to see any part of you.
0: <laughs> but it's like it's very comfortable for me to just hide in my body.
1: I think it's just, you know... He's like, I'm not Islamist, <laughs> but
0: I basically wear a burqa every day. <laughs>
1: but I think it's like, you know, I don't really like being so... I think before I I think before I side with things, I guess. And if something doesn't make sense to me, I don't side with it. And that's for both sides of the spectrum. So mm-hmm. I think I fall somewhere in the middle, because I'm not necessarily... I don't really consider myself conservative, some views I hold are conservative, and I don't really consider myself liberal. But maybe some views I hold are liberal, mm-hmm. so maybe I just fall in the middle of some sort of undecided category. <laughs> yeah. So, and I don't think I can really be a part of. I'm I'm kind of like controversial to both sides. Am I not? Because <laughs> I'm because <laughs> I'm I'm gay. So yay, that's liberal. But then I'm a Christian, so oh, and I'm an evangelical Christian, so oh, that's an even bigger controversy and then this side oh you're a evangelical christian now yay but i'm gay so they're like oh <coughs> so i don't know i'm sorry ma'am i don't know where you you're fall. Caught, you're caught
0: you're caught in a place where you can't fully please it i'm like in side.
1: political purgatory or something I mean. political
0: purgatory that's, to funny. that's funny
1: <laughs> i gotta wait
0: <laughs> you're like a you're like a class of people that oh you almost made it but not really <laughs> yeah Oh, um, oh was this Christianity <laughs> thing? Well, I guess she can't be in the fan club. Looks like
1: everything checks out. Oh Wait, what's this? <laughs> oh, that sucks. Uh, too bad for you, I guess
0: I guess she doesn't get to be in the Che Guevara fan club. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but also, I'm not a pol- I am not. don't really talk about politics that often. As yep. I said before, they make me anxious and uncomfortable. <laughs> so you know, that's, that's one thing where I'm just like, and I don't really, and it's so bad, it sounds horrible that I really don't, I'm not very, very interested in politics, but everyone else is. Mm-hmm. And since I'm not very interested, you know, I got stuff in my own life I got to take care of. Okay? <laughs> so, so I'm not really worried about what's what I think about this person or this person. Though I may have like immediate views from what I see, I'm not gonna sit down and talk with you really that much about it because I really. I'm also a very closed off person. i don't really like talking. Just him just for my him to get me on this podcast today took a lot. I just kept forgetting lit- to remind this, him. This was
0: supposed to happen literally two weeks ago.
1: <laughs> I just more kept, actually, like three <laughs> weeks ago. Just kept refusing to remind him <coughs> about it till tonight. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. Maybe that helps someone out there.
0: <laughs> as a as a Studier of politics and history I would urge you to um To figure out that You
1: know, I gotta graduate from college, dude So I Once I graduate from college Then I'll get a job <laughs> And, and then, then I won't know I don't know Whatever you tell me, I disagree with <laughs> Sure As long as it's not something that I'm just like uh, I don't know, I heard something else Whatever Sure I'll believe you
2: <laughs> Yeah, Yeah
1: Everyone I meet I believe you. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, listeners of this podcast—if you're a regular listener—you know that this podcast aid literally has a whole show dedicated to politics. And um, yeah,
1: maybe I should maybe I should listen to some of this stuff. We, <laughs> you should.
0: We talk about some very interesting. And don't
1: I work here too? And I don't yeah. even know my own media.
0: <laughs> yeah, you should. We we talk about some very interesting things. Mm-hmm. It's under Papa Progressive. That's the that's oh. the show. Oh, so okay. That's the politics show. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of listen to
1: what we talk about. I listen there. to it while I fall asleep at night. Okay, <laughs> I'll set a sleep timer. <laughs> you'll
0: you'll you'll absorb the information through <laughs> osmosis.
1: <laughs> I wake up and I know everything now.
0: <laughs> yeah. So sorry, I'm sucking on this Whopper. This is very like. <laughs> <hard>. <laughs>
1: You gotta stop eating on these podcasts. That's why I can't listen to them.
0: I'm like Brad Pitt. There's, like, never a scene in a movie where I'm not trying to eat something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or, um, Robert Downey Jr. always eating stuff. Blueberry? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right. So, I guess another thing I kind of have for you
2: mm-hmm.
0: is, like, do you... Th- How do I word this? I guess, I mean, you give really good answers. Very long-winded, nice answers. I enjoy them them a lot. I enjoy listening. I kind of got lost. No, I don't even know
1: what this podcast is about anymore because I I keep getting lost.
0: (laughs) I do. Don't worry. I already have a title picked out. But um, how do you see when you talk to people, right? Mm -hmm. And when you're talking to people who have certain beliefs about you know, one or the other, Mm -hmm. and you're meeting them in real life, Mm -hmm. how does their view on you and your kind of, the place you find yourself in Mm -hmm. um, affect your relationship with them? Because I'm sure you have people in your life that are... uh,
1: One way or the other?
0: Yeah, essentially, in terms of how they view sexuality.
1: Oh, oh, oh. There has been some, I think, you know, if you hold a view different from mine, I'm really, I'm really like, I don't know what the word is, complacent? I just, is complacent? Indifferent,
0: I think is the word you're looking for. I
1: don't know what complacent means. (laughs) I don't know why I said that. No, it's just like, I don't care.
0: That's indifferent.
1: (laughs) Indifferent. So I just, you know, I'm not going to hold one strong emotion to it or another. Um, I know for a fact one of my friends does not... Okay, Monica doesn't does, doesn't necessarily agree, right, with it. She holds more conservative view towards um, homosexuality. hmm But I still I greatly love her and she's amazing. She's an amazing person. Uh, because I agree. She
0: I concur. Because
1: <laughs> even though that view point is different, she's never treated me differently. In fact, she's treated me better. <laughs> 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 She just sees his podcast. What? <laughs> no, but she's treated me better. You're no longer allowed to treat me because <laughs> she agrees. She respects my. Um, I think one thing she told me was that she she wholeheartedly respects that. Through all of this, I've still tried to maintain a relationship with with God, which is a hard thing for a lot of people to do. For yeah. like everyone to do. Yeah. So she really hasn't treated me differently, and she's really sort of opened up to me more. And talk to me about certain things and is able to sort of give a lending ear, even when certain things didn't sound correct. She may, like, lead me towards maybe more correct theology if something was too out of whack, but um, for the most part, she's just been a great lending ear and has never looked at me in shame or has looked at me in someone who uh, really doesn't know anything about Christianity or is sort of um, unintelligent on the matter. She's really treated me as an equal, basically, which we are really we are. but um, there was another person I told, and that was a different thing because when I told that person, it was a completely different response because they acted like they would treat me the same, right? like, okay, it's it's fine, it's normal. But then, I would be talking to them and they would start saying more Christian vocabulary or they would start uh, throwing uh, sort of proper book references at me that were maybe more Christian or overall it felt like I was being, um,
0: like if, like you were trying to, it's almost like if they were subtly trying to recondition you away from what
1: you had told them. They're trying to. About yourself. Yeah, so they're trying to recondition me basically back into some sort of ultra conservative whatever. And I think, you know, and it's always a red flag when someone says, You know, I had a gay friend once. <laughs> and, and and people always tell you.
0: <laughs> you know, but you know what? The red flag isn't the saying you had a gay friend, it's the once at the end. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe Use that is
0: in the past.
1: Yeah. In the past.
0: <laughs> I used to.
1: And that's what they said in the past. There's
0: <laughs> only ever one.
1: Uh-huh, and the thing is, is that if you ask, well, do you still talk to them, we lost touch. <laughs> but it's, it's the, you know, it felt like it was, I was being reconditioned, it felt like even though I was saying things like, oh, you know, I'm going to find a new church by this person, they're really cool, whatever, they never believed me, or it felt like they never really believed me, they never really, um, So it's
0: almost like, even though this was happening, which I think, which you and I agree on, that this isn't necessarily a thing that you control yeah you no. feeling um it's like it's almost like so this is something you can't control but some people disagree with us on
1: um which is incorrect <laughs> <laughs> it like
0: speaking from personal experience
1: everyone will tell you <laughs>
0: um essentially what you're saying it co- what I, I totally got flustered because we just what
1: comes down to it is what how you react to it.
0: So what you're saying is essentially like, hold on, <laughs> I totally got lost. I got, Take hol- your time. I gotta re, I gotta <laughs> re- get my train of thought. There's something you can You just check
1: my phone here. <laughs>
0: something you can't control necessarily. But it seems like you still pursuing God wasn't enough.
1: Yes, it was like, uh, let me just scoot up here. (laughs) Hmm. It was as if, you know, it was as if pursuing God made it worse. Because now I was putting myself in even grayer of an area. You see, it would have been way easier for someone to say, it would have been way easier for me to say, okay, well, I'm coming out and I'm leaving the church and I don't believe in God anymore.
0: (laughs) So (laughs) Triple whammy for you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So that's it. That gives people a good black and white of okay, well she's going to hell. Because <laughs> because it's, it's now it's okay, you're this and even if it's even if someone says, Oh, I'm being spiteful or whatever, because you're this, I can say, Well, they don't even believe in God. So now I can put them in that subject of they're not being saved. They're not they're not being they're not gonna be redeemed, basically. But if I'm saying, Okay, I'm coming out, and now I have an even stronger feeling towards developing a relationship with God, that throws people off. That completely throws people off. People have gotten flustered when I told them that. Because they're like, what? Because you're taught your whole life, and a lot of Christians are, that that is impossible. You (laughs) cannot do that. So when someone's coming up and saying that, they're like, well, how should I react? Should I believe that they're a real Christian? Or should I not? Actually, this this discussion came up. And, I mean, just sort of getting rid of that person. You know the whole story about that person. But, um... In my new church, I have a Christian education class, and this topic came up of, you know, it, it, the pastor asked a different question, but it just wrapped itself around that. For pers- <laughs> Someone was feeling the spirit that day <laughs> 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 and just decided that they wanted to talk about it. But it turned into, you know, everyone was talking about how well, someone who's gay, you know, you know, I've tried to tell them, you know, they got to come to the Lord. They can't be... They got to be Christians. They got to do whatever. And they had not... That was like the second time I'd been there. No one still knows yet, <laughs> but um, that was the second time I'd been there. And I was sitting there, you know, the pastor knows. The pastor was looking at me like, should I stop it? <laughs> 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 he was like, you okay over there? <laughs> 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 just because of just the thing. I didn't really care because I, you know, again, I'm indifferent. Because yeah. they weren't really yelling at me, and, and I think... I understand that people grow up with a certain viewpoint, so to change it.
0: So you're like, okay, hard. they're still in there. Yeah.
1: yeah, so they're still so in their are understanding. Yeah, so something... And some things were obviously not knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Like, they weren't correct. They were kind of uh, bigoted, but not really, like, hateful. I didn't feel like they hated me, but it was just some misguided information. Yeah. But um, I was sitting there, and I was like, you know, what if I just asked... <laughs> what if I just said, you know, what if someone is gay and a Christian... And I told my pastor after that whole conversation happened, he's like, You should ask that. <laughs> because that, he's like, that would have been the best question I had to ask. But I just I just sat there and I I was like, I guess this is just like a listening day. <laughs> I would just listen. But you know, you get an idea that a lot of people see it as still see it as that they don't know how to react. It's a hard thing. But it's how you it's definitely how you react to it. I don't know what happened to Monica and her husband for them to be like that <laughs> to, for them to sort of um be able to treat you as you are and be very equal on things but they're wicked good at it so i don't know what type of good juice they'd be drinking because <laughs> it's hard to find people like that just a shout out
2: <laughs> yeah
1: but um yeah, it's, def- it's definitely how you react to well,
0: it. Well, it's hard to find people like that in that environment.
1: Yes, that's true. Even outside the environment. You know really? why? Because even in the LGBTQ community, if I say I'm a Christian, then everyone else gets tense. <laughs> I'm like, where do I belong? Because <laughs> if you say, oh, I'm a Christian, or if they know you're gay and then you say, oh, you're they're like, oh, you're a Christian.
0: You see all their hairs on their arms. Yeah. You get the spider sense lines?
1: There's a pause and there's just a glare. <laughs> it's like, that's nice. That's that's how you know. That's how you know, thumbs you know up. That's nice.
2: <laughs>
1: that's nice. <laughs> that's nice. And oh, um, <laughs> then you know something else is coming. But um, both of those sides, man. You know, people feel like they need to stand up for themselves. They see me as a threat on both sides. Basically, yeah. is what I'm saying. They see me as someone that's going to come in and try to either convert them all Jesus, which mm-hmm. is not, you know. I mean it's good if you want to, but it's not <laughs> <laughs> ask me all the questions you want. But it's not my but it's not my intent to go in there and be some sort of um street pastor. But then on the other hand, I'm not coming into church and telling everyone, Well, this is who I am and this is how everyone should back towards yeah, me exactly. and this is how everyone should believe. Like that's not what I want. Do I want mm. people to be nice? Yes. On both sides. I always like nice people <laughs> but not um not very not reactive reactive not negatively reactive people that's not even a sentence <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, get, I get what you mean though and, and speaking from personal experience mm-hmm. in knowing somebody else who is a part of the lgbt lgbt
1: yeah LGBT cool community. LGBT
0: cool <laughs> 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 clan. And um, knowing somebody, in having known somebody who was in that community, knowing several people in that community, mm-hmm. and having known somebody in that community who, and I actually realize I know several people in that community and who are Christians, weirdly
1: enough. Um, you know, it's almost like when you buy a car <laughs> <laughs> and it's one type of car, and then you start seeing, seeing everyone with cars. that type of car. Then yeah. you're like, "Dang, wouldn't everyone get a Honda Civic?" <laughs> <It's> like...
2: <laughs> yeah. So it's
0: like, in knowing, having known somebody who was in that, who's in that community,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then had a bad experience with the church,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then me being their friend,
2: mm-hmm. and then
0: even going further than that, and then them knowing I was Christian, understanding how that really, it, it, it I could see how. Their perception of what that was made the relationship between me and that person very tense, Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: I don't know. It was just a very weird thing. Mm -hmm. And
1: you should have just mentioned me; that would have cleared right up.
0: Well, this was before that. (laughs) Oh. And I felt super alienated about it, and I was like, "Dang!" I felt like told. I'm since not even in contact with this person anymore. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) It was like, but it was such a doesn't
1: matter. does it? I'm kidding.
0: It was. It was one of the first moments where, like, I found Mm -hmm. that type of. Person, Mm -hmm. I would say, who is on the side where, in your position, but on the opposite side spiritually.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know.
0: That's this is me using a personal anecdote.
1: And I think it's weird because the way we grew up, I don't know what happened to us, but the way, (laughs) but but it's like we both grew up with this, or at least me. You can tell me if, if this is for you too. But we both grew up with this sort of mindset where I don't. It's like I'm not going to really judge you for what you are or are doing because, I don't know, for my life I've come in contact with so many different people, people that I'm related to, <coughs> people that I'm not, that when it's someone says something that someone else may be like, oh my gosh, they're doing this, then I'm just like, yeah, so what? <laughs> like I got three people down the street that are doing that every. I waved at them every morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. You see people I get on the bus with. That's that's a real test of whether or not you're going to judge somebody. Some crazy crack guy that gets on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to judge them? Probably, but.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think definitely. I I understand, and it's it's not like we don't fall into the judge, right? Yeah, well, we all we just, all do.
1: There's, just, I I think I miss, I think I misstated that, but obviously everyone's going to judge somebody but i still judge people on the
0: far and wide <laughs> i think <laughs> we do our best not to mm-hmm. kind of derive a, a like a, a values judgment on a person yeah because of you know maybe what they, they believe
1: do,
2: or
0: what they're due or whatever mm-hmm. like that like i understand that people have struggles and yeah. I, it's just like you said like we grew up having known a lot of different people on a lot of different walks of life. Mm -hmm. And I think that was very important, especially in like we switched schools Mm
2: -hmm. and we had a
0: whole new environment that we had to adjust to. And then since going to college and stuff, we met even more new people. Yeah. And I think definitely in terms of how I guess I've grown in that, it's definitely been like, oh yeah, you're just all people. Like, I don't know, like you knew the people I hung out with in high school were not the most looked up to people at the high school yeah by the establishment of the high still
1: school still not but
0: <laughs> No, but it's like even then I mm-hmm. still keep in contact with people like Vinny. Uh
1: you just gonna name drop bro?
0: Well no one knows his last name. Oh <laughs> <laughs> and, and and you know, there's there's people that it's like yeah, you're just you're on a different path and mm-hmm. I understand that, but I'm not going to judge you on that because I'm gonna know you as a person. Yeah. It's like Martin Luther and- King said Mm-hmm. judge a person by the co- not by the color of their skin but the content of their character
1: <laughs> you almost messed that up <laughs>
0: i said don't judge a person by the content of their character, but,
1: <laughs> color of their skin. <laughs> but i think you know and it's almost weird that i i think i think definitely growing up i was a very like judgy person and i was also like a very repressed person so I was very, you know, judgmental towards people, even though I didn't really say it. <coughs> but I was very much like, "Oh, why are they doing that? Why that's, are they doing this?" That's what
0: happens. Yeah, that was that was the thing with J. Edgar Hoover.
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: dude was cross dressing, and he was
1: yeah, he gay. was he was weird. And he,
0: <laughs> and what was he? The jargon leader of the FBI? Yeah. He's <laughs> spy on every. He's like, I got dirt on everybody. So you've been trying to say one thing about me. It's <laughs> all coming down. I'm bringing the house down on both of us.
1: <laughs> yeah, but um. I think that, I think, you know, the difference here is that a lot of my stuff, like I judge people internally, but I didn't really judge them externally. I would just be, you know, I was just a very shy kid in general. It probably would have been a different story if I was like an extroverted person. But, um, I was a very judgy person. So, but I was also very repressed and very hurt and very confused. So I just thought, you know, if I see all the faults in everyone else, I don't see the faults in me. But that's <clears throat> and that's you see that story with like a bunch of people,
2: yeah.
1: Not even just gay people. Like people are alcoholics. Mm-hmm. They point out other people's. They say other people are alcoholics, and they're not. But you know this person is, or even people that are very even people that are racist, people mm-hmm. that are obviously homophobic or whatever that are that are gay themselves or whatever. So this happens on all different types of ends. But I think once you get to um <clears throat> once you get to sort of accepting yourself and realizing and a lot of your friends that you had growing up I really did like like I really did like and like respect them and th- thought they were very cool and wanted to hang out with them and saw them as like sort of real people unlike some certain people in our high school that <laughs> seemed like I don't know was like Barbie like they're just very like, they were dolls. I don't even know what the heck they were. Yeah. They just weren't real. Did they even yeah. have a heartbeat? <laughs> yeah, and you knowing
0: me, you know that I was... Like, you obviously could observe, like, I hung out with, like, virtually everybody. Yeah. That like, was there. I didn't really, like, limit myself to a group. Cause, like, yeah. I, I just wanted to know everybody and then and figure out who they all were.
1: And I don't think either of us did, really. <laughs> I think people tried to drag me into their groups. <laughs> but I didn't really... I always jumped around with who I was talking to, but I was open to talking... To anyone,
2: yeah,
1: really, and I think I even some of my friends now that are from high school they're very very spiteful, um, because they were in a group that wasn't very well perceived, or they were, you know, they're sort of well perceived by administration, but not well perceived by the student body, whether mm-hmm. because they were sort of not very, <clears throat> they were introverted or they were had differing viewpoints or something, but. Those, they're very, they kind of, I can feel the hate, not the, I can feel sort of the pain that they have. Yeah. When they talk about high school. And I'm sort of like, you know, my high school experience was actually not that bad. I think it was, I think the only thing that made it bad was that I was very repressed and was afraid of saying things that would sort of get me in trouble Mm -hmm. or whatever. But they were really having it hard and were viewed and stuck in the same box. And even though I was put in a box, like, because I was whatever, There were so many other people that didn't put me in that box that I had sort of an out, but they never had an out. They were just always this one person and perceived that way, and people either don't want to talk to them, or they saw them (laughs) as uncool, didn't invite them places, and it's just, I can feel how much pain that can bring to someone, and how now when they look back at high school, they hate it, or they're completely trying to re- um invent themselves or rediscover themselves and i had a friend who told me who was shy all of high school who i swear to god said three words (laughs) uh, from like whenever i first met him to to when he graduated had said that you know a lot of people thought he was a shy person put him in that category of being shy didn't like it when he was loud so he just stayed shy and now he hates that because he has a hard time making friends And he really wants to discover his extroverted side, which he had when he was a child. But he didn't have sort of growing up because it was almost like beaten out of him, I guess. So you see people like that and you're like, wow, that's a lot of pain that someone holds. And he's very, and he's someone that I never thought would be spiteful towards his high school. But he's really spiteful and hateful um, towards his high school and feels a lot of pain. So...
0: Yeah, I I, and in knowing some of the people in that group personally Mm -hmm. and having had friendships with some of them, I also think, I think this does go both ways, though, Yeah, in a sense, because I think part of it was them not doing necessarily the footwork at points to get to knowing other people and kind of, Mm -hmm. even in their own right, making value judgments on people before even getting to know them.
1: Yeah, and I think even in that, I think in that group, too, it's so, (laughs) and it's funny because Pe- clicks. This is why I always hate clicks. This is why I've always jumped around <laughs> because. Yeah. I hate when people with clicks, they need everyone to be the same, and I think in those instances, you know, they need someone like them. They want they like people like them, and then when they see people that are, like a uh, like a jock. I don't even know if these seem like outdated terms now, <laughs> but like yeah. jocks or people that are athletic, they immediately hate them. But then, I'm like, well, I've talked to this person, and. They're pretty cool. They were sort of, you know, they had a lot of struggles in high school, but they're pretty cool. There was one person in particular that I brought up that I always am interested in sort of finding out information about because I really do still care about this person. I consider him my friend, even though I haven't talked to him like since high school, but even when I brought him up, he was in a group that was more like the popular kids, and they just like, I don't know, I don't like him. Or, yeah. he annoyed and me. Then, yeah,
0: <laughs> and having known those people, they were definitely, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like people I was friends with. Who were on the opposite side of whatever yeah. that spectrum would be in high school. Mm-hmm. And then hearing their just hate towards them. Yeah. For ne- not even necessarily knowing them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not really knowing them, just being like, well, they're just whatever. Yeah. And it's And in my brain, I would be, like, in my head a little bit, like, offended. Mm-hmm. Because I was, like... Well, I know this person mm-hmm. and I like them mm-hmm. a lot and I like you, but it's hard mm-hmm. to kind of be your friend Yeah, when you're hating on people that I also love and care about at mm-hmm. the same time.
1: Yeah, and it's so, and it's just so weird and I feel like there are so many people in high school that I, they probably didn't even think that I liked them, but I really did like a lot of people in high school. And mm-hmm. But I think coming out of high school, I sort of fell into that same place a little bit of sort of disliking people that I saw as whatever, or not a lot of people, but s- certain people that I found as, you know, oh, they're different from me, or oh, they're very, like, whatever, popular, whatever. But then I'm just like, you know, it's kind of stupid because <laughs> a lot of those people I know went through certain things, and I even had knowledge of that in high school, but I still... I held whatever anger towards them. But now it's almost like, I don't know, I've I'm 20 years old. Even when I was 19, I was sort of thinking, you know, everyone has their own little thing. Everyone has their own path. And it's kind of ridiculous to be putting people into these boxes of just hate and disliking them and it's almost like it's almost ridiculous if you go to a high school um reunion or something and you still hate that jock or you still hate that um person. In high school, like after you haven't talked to them for years, like it's almost ridiculous to keep that hate it's like, and bro, that grudge. They ain't in your life anymore. I know. Where it's like, you been? <laughs> it's like you can grow up and say hi or whatever. When was the last
0: time they bullied you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can grow Twelve up. Twelve years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can grow up and say hi and do whatever. I mean, is that, even if if that person was like a real jerk, like really beated you every day bullied you into, you know, psychologically abused you and whatever. Maybe you may not want to talk to them because they may bring, like, anxiety up. Yeah. But, um, if they didn't do any of that, like, let's say if you you guys just never sat down and had a conversation, then you have no right to go in there and say that you hate them, even, even behind their backs. It's not good to say that. So, it's just, I don't know, it's just interesting. And after being, now I'm almost three years out of high school now, which is crazy. But, um... Just seeing these, observing these differences within my friend groups, um, or at least with that particular friend group, it's just, it's insane. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying that, but it's just, it's, it's insane. It's interesting. And as someone who's studying psychology, it's really interesting.
0: Insane in the memory.
1: <laughs> just insane.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a question I like to ask people. Uh, okay. What's your, well, and I'll relate it specifically to this topic. Okay. What's your favorite faith-based film?
1: The Last Temptation of Christ. Really? Hands down. Really? Hands down. You know why? Because I wrote Even a paper on it. Even more than Silence? It. Oh, I forgot about that. Even more than Silence. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> I wrote a paper on that in high school. A hundred-page paper.
0: It was not a hundred pages. Don't be lying A fifty-page...
1: It yeah. was fifty pages! It was fifty pages! <laughs> <laughs> It was a 50-page paper, I remember.
0: I want to see a document.
1: I don't have a document anymore.
0: Well, you better find it.
1: But it was 50 pages. And I read, it what, had to be. What did
0: you write it in? Google Drive? <laughs> it was a 50. <laughs> go look it up.
1: <laughs> it was a 50. Can I do that? Because maybe I'll find my other paper that way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lily, you go to dag on Google Docs and Even you'll... after
1: I deleted it? Oh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. It was man. a 50.
0: <laughs> p- <laughs> <laughs> he shies on the foot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was a 50-page paper. That I wrote about this movie. I was analyzing it and I was comparing it to what I think it was the seven what what the heck was it? Because you told me the topic. What was it? The seven versions of like Jesus is fully human, Jesus half human, half man, Jesus is, Oh no no, it was um Jesus' relationship with the devil in this. Whether or not Jesus was tempted by the devil to Dang it, what the heck was it? Do you remember?
0: I don't know, because the only in relation I heard of it with that was the mystic view of Christianity. Yeah, that. Okay. Mystic
1: but Christi- That was one of seven views, I remember. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I went through all seven views through this movie about... Um, and sort of analyzed why this is crap, why this wasn't. I was using sources from the movie... Uh, clips from the movie to um, supplement my analyzing. And also, on like a B-track, just trying to tell my Christian thought teacher how good this movie was, because he said it was crap. And I was trying to say how good this movie was. So I was sort of like... I was kind of like... Sort of crapping on him throughout the whole paper, but like secretly, he probably got the. I, I mean, I got a, I got a ninety nine on that paper. You know how rare he gives ninety nines. <laughs> <laughs> I blew off on that paper. I went off on that paper. I was writing that paper and I was crazy. But um, I love that movie so much. But I think it's because I As was. As do I. I think it's because I wrote that paper. But I'm gonna rewatch it again. Yes. In like soon. the next two weeks, so. I'm going to see whether or not it still holds up against silence. But silence, okay, I'm going to say The Last Temptation and Silence, in that order, are my, those are the only movies I like. <laughs> the only two movies I that I like so far that I'm really like, you know, I would watch it again or I would use it as educational reference or as something to think about because they really leave you thinking.
0: Yeah. I think my personal <laughs> preference is silence. Because mm-hmm. Silence deals with something that I've really took a lot of time to think about mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. And it even still is like something I think about and deal with today. Mm-hmm. So that's a movie that I, I, that's of those two Scorsese movies, I would say that is the one that I kind of tailor the most to in terms of it being related to Faith in my favorite. Also, that movie I just, is just beautiful
1: yeah it's that good. is just a
0: beautiful experience. I love that step, and then the the face Jesus' face just fades into the black mm-hmm. and then you just see his foot on the thing
1: and I always you know he brought up in the movie in the movie Silence he brought up a observation in one of his first letters to the friar or whatever that about how they the place that they went to in Japan that um village yearned for symbols of Christ, like crosses made of grass and, um, pictures, and he wondered if they favored, if they were worshiping the, um, the images more than God himself. I always, you know, I, I see, it's like a huge gray area of what that movie is, because it's like, you know, do you really, like, sort of apostatize and whatever to sort of help, all these people instead of having all these people suffer um, because they really just wanted him in the end to apostatize no they didn't really care about anyone else they were just evil people they just wanted him to apostatize but when I'm thinking of you know that symbol because they made them all step on the symbol and they made them all try to spit on the cross and when I was seeing that I'm sort of saying well it's just a symbol at least the thing that they were stepping on it wasn't God himself and you can, you know, you can say, this symbol is not God, and you can step on it. Or this cross that they're having me spit on, it is not God. It is a sort of representation, but it's not God himself, and I can still step on this cross and do whatever. That's what I thought about. There was someone in the film who kept following around the the guy.
0: Oh. Who,
1: uh, gosh, I forget his it, name. I can't remember
0: his name. I'm going to look it up. While you're talking. But
1: he kept... um,
0: It was like Kichiro or something like
1: that. Yeah, in order to save his life, he would um, spit on the cross or he would step on the idol and, you know, other people in the village wouldn't or his family wouldn't. That's how his family had died because they all refused to step on it because they wanted to obey Christ. And I always think, you know... I think that man was very, obviously, struggling with his faith a lot. But um, I always think, you know, what if those people... Had the theology, and I don't know, cause weren't they um, what were they? What Kachichiro. Was, Kachichiro, but what was the denomination?
0: Oh, they were Jesuit priests.
1: Jesuit. So I don't know what how Jesuits view like symbols like that, because some obviously some denominations view symbols more over others, or some parts like Catholics have.
0: Well, Jesuits s- are part of the Catholic.
1: Okay, because Catholics have symbols everywhere and crosses and. Um, statues and pictures so i wonder if i always just wondered in that movie as going through it if you know anyone ever taught them or if they really believe that you know you could step on it and it's just it's just a plate of wood with god carved into it that's not god yeah that's not that's yeah, what i, I always thought, thought it's a
0: very interesting question because it's like these people we may not be able to preach to them effectively because their view mm-hmm. on spirituality from an eastern perspective value Mm -hmm. symbols as the thing yeah and and wasn't that even though they are more western Mm -hmm. to them there is still a sacredness to some symbols yeah that kind of hurts their perspective as well Mm -hmm. in terms of this situation
1: and the dude and i remember the person that was going around Making everyone apostize. What the heck was him?
0: Oh, the Inquisitor. The you know, Inquisitor. That dude was a savage.
1: <laughs> he was. He he was even saying, you know, they don't understand Christianity like you do, because of the views and it. They. Japan he Japan is a swamp. Yeah, Japan is a swamp where Christianity
0: like, can't take root. Yeah,
1: like everything dies here. I kind of disagree with that. Um, I think it is hard in Eastern places to do that because it's you know it's they it's all about symbols. And a lot of the older religions are about symbols and um, paintings and pictures and um, superstitions, basically, that are going around.
0: And then there's, like, a sacredness to the actual thing.
1: Yeah. So that's why, and that's why I always think, like, places like China, um, there are Chinese churches, but there are not as many as, like, over here. Mm-hmm. Like, even as, like, there's not as many in Canada, there's not as many churches as would be in America, even someplace like the Netherlands, probably not as many churches. And the same with Japan. Japan, I think, has like less than, uh, less than 10% or less than 1%. I think it was 1% of people were identifying as Christians. Hmm. And there's even less, it's even hard to find sort of churches over there. But um, I think it can take root in places over there, but it's just, you know, it's so, it's so hard to, to have a different viewpoint, a different world view, and then trying to put your worldview on someone else's worldview—that That is so hard. I remember in my church that I go to now, they minister to France, and France also has a different worldview view because they have, their morals are different. So adultery is very common. Uh, a lot of people, what did she say? Well, she said a lot of people have mistresses or have two families, and they're, like, you know, not married to one, but they're married to another. I guess that's adultery, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and their views on God are, like, interesting, different. They're not very... It's almost like he's there, but he'll allow anything.
0: Yeah, unless you're, like, a French
2: Catholic. Yeah. Then you're Catholic.
1: <laughs> so so it's hard to... We should bring Ron for that, too. But it's it's almost, like, hard to preach to a population like that because that's what they grew up with and that's what they are so trying to change it
0: it's like how do you how do you how are you going how do you preach the word and spread the gospel yeah and then at the same time change a change fully change cultural norms
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: at the same time that's the tough part because that's yeah. something that's instilled generationally.
1: It's like you're coming in there and you're saying, it's almost like you're coming in there and they're like, we thought everything we thought we were doing was right. And you're telling us everything we're doing is wrong. So like, should we even listen to you if you're telling us that everything we're doing is wrong? Yeah. It's like people feel like they need to revolt. It's and almost it's like-
0: not even like a normal thing because it's, it's like for them, like they don't like adultery isn't necessarily something that's bad yeah. in their eyes. Mm-hmm. It's different when, like, over here, we know that cheating's bad. Yeah. Whether you're religious or not, cheating's bad. Yeah. Right. But over there, the cultural norm is that it's it's pretty much okay.
1: And I wonder if that's the, I mean, t- just to go on this cheating thing, I wonder if that's the same in Eastern, um, in like, Asia or something. Because I remember I watched a show based in Thailand, and one of the stories is that. A father has his family, but then he has his mistress family, and it was like a whole thing about the girl being like, "This is wrong, this is whatever," but then eventually she was just like, "Well, my dad, I'm the mistress's, I'm the daughter of the mistress, and he stay, spends time with us, but then he also spends time with his other family, and it's almost like one giant polygamous family. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but it's it's weird because I'm like." That is so... In Thailand, you know, they're very conservative with stuff. Yeah. So that's a TV-14 show, and I'm like, this is TV-PG. <laughs> but it's rated TV-14 in Thailand. But um, I'm like, this is so weird. So I wonder if that's also held over there. I do not know if there are any Thai listeners out there, if you could tell me. But um, I always found that very interesting. So, you know, you're telling someone, okay, this is wrong, this is whatever, and that's just... That's just uh, I don't know. It's just it's just difficult. And then if you if you're bringing it home, like prisoners in America oh, that become like, Christians, I was like the movie prisoners. No, I was so confused. <laughs> I was
0: like, you've seen prisoners?
1: <laughs> prisoners in America that become Christian. You know, they're sort of told. I mean, they have done you know illegal stuff. They're in prison,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: when they come out, the way they hold christianity is almost the same way as like eastern like symbols and um there's they like a thousand be, and one crosses in their house. yeah
0: yeah they almost they they go to like a level of fanaticism
1: yeah and that's where it's like we know that's not very healthy either no oh, yeah there needs to be a balance um i personally do not symbols are not my favorite symbols for anything really i really don't like i mean i would i mean obviously you know a cross i respect that i would i would have a cross like a, maybe a cross necklace or something but i'm not gonna like in our town there's a lot of spanish people so you see like all these jesus candles <laughs> like i wouldn't buy a jesus candle and start lighting them around my house you know what i mean a <laughs> yeah. uh, saint mary sick candle and just start lighting it mm-hmm. hold the rosary and well that's catholicism but you know Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't spend so much time on symbols. I want to spend time on the knowledge that I have. And that, you know, a symbol doesn't mean you're, s- you're smarter than someone else that doesn't have a symbol. Yeah. Regarding Christianity.
0: So it's just unimportant to you.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's just my view. <laughs> but I don't... Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so.
0: But you're not going to knock anybody else for
1: yeah, I'm not. If someone has a cross I'm gonna be like, way up assembly. Where the heck is this cross coming from? No, we'll yeah. be like, Okay, they're a Christian. Like I know that. Yeah. I don't know. I just tell people.
0: <laughs> That's interesting. Um, we this is a pretty long episode. I know. Um What is it, like
1: three hours now? Uh, no, it's, it's like an a... hour thirty seven.
0: That's not the longest episode we've done in a very long time, actually.
1: Wow. Just getting my therapy out right here. Uh, okay. <laughs>
0: Um, I guess, do you have any closing thoughts or anything about the faith, about people looking, any message to people out there who maybe are in the same position as you are uh, with this? And, uh, you know, any advice you maybe want to give somebody out there? Or just anything you want to say to the people.
1: I don't know. I think, I always think when I'm, because I'm not out to my congregation in full, only the pastor and his wife. So I sometimes think, you know, how great would it be if I could find, if there could be like a theologically sound church that if I say I'm gay or I'm bi, doesn't matter if they are for it or against it, if they can welcome me like wholeheartedly into the congregation you see I'm not I'm not fully out so I don't know how anyone else would react yeah because I again, what situation is that like and who and what would I've and what would I have done come out in that second lesson when only would people only see me twice <laughs> and just say oh by the way, this is why I'm here no <laughs> no but um I think that's a dream that may not happen in this world it may happen in you know the next life. <laughs> Dang, it sounds so weird. May happen, and you know, may happen after I die in eternity or something, of where people can just welcome each other wholeheartedly without judgment, without questioning whether or not I'm knowledgeable about it. And if you are someone who is Christian and you're finding out that you know I'm gay or whatever, or I'm not what I thought I was, it doesn't even ma- Doesn't even have to be a gay thing. Like you're just not who you thought you were. Like you're a different person, and you realize that, that's okay. That is all a part of your journey. And even if you feel like, okay, well you're this, you're this right now, but then maybe three years or ten years down the line, you're something else, or you discover that you're, right back where you are because that's who you are along. Then that's okay as well because that's a part of the journey. That's why you, if you stayed like stagnant throughout your whole life, what type of life is that? <laughs> it's like a very boring life so a journey has its ups and downs it has its tight spaces it has its like wide easy parts um but it's gonna be you know a journey so don't beat yourself up over everything i think that's what monica has told me the most it's like don't beat yourself up over something don't sort of kill yourself for something that you're afraid to sort of admit or believe or or be a part of because you don't want to go down that hard path. You know, maybe someone, maybe God wants you to go down that hard path to learn a lesson and to, not necessarily one that you, did, not necessarily like a bad lesson, but just a lesson on learning to accept yourself and learning to be closer to him and stuff. And even if you're not Christian and you're just a different person or just gay or whatever or something, then you can be, you know, open to being yourself and respecting, still respecting others and not holding hate and stuff. So I don't know how good of a closing that was. I (laughs) I
0: always, I think, you know, it's a a thing like people today are lazy, right? Mm -hmm. And I think maybe part of the reason why people today are lazy is because they spend so much time and energy trying to be somebody else.
1: Hmm.
2: That
0: anything else they want to do that might be fulfilling is just exhausting.
1: That's a good point. I didn't even, didn't even notice that. Yeah, that's true.
0: So, I know that definitely before, in my period of time where I was like, I don't even know really, I I where I strayed away from being who I was, mm-hmm. right? Because I think I was who I was for a long time mm-hmm. and then deviated from that. Uh, Mm -hmm. just in like the weird you always go through the moment of finding yourself and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I found myself at at my most at my least productive Mm -hmm. because I was like (laughs) and I'm like I don't even care. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like who are you? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I'm like like, if you have a problem with me tell me so I can block your number. (laughs) 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 So I can just not have you in my life anymore. Mm -hmm. Because If you're not about me, I just don't
1: even want to deal with you. Mm-hmm. What was that thing? What was that tweet? There was a tweet where it was like, in 2020, we're blocking toxic people. <laughs> yeah, for
2: real. For real. Yeah.
1: Talk. Also, just one more thing. Things don't get better in a day. You just got to say that. You just got to keep... It's going to suck. You just got to keep pushing through. That's my, that's my lesson today. It's going to suck. <laughs> but you got to keep pushing through. And then eventually you'll get to a place where... It may not be the perfect place, but you can, you can at least say, well, I got people that that have my back, and I think I could say now that before it was a place where I've, I was trying to find everything out, but now it's like, even, you know, if I'm changing something, an idea or a thought or a, a view of myself, I have people now that have my back, and I have a place where I can say, okay, I have a community. Find a community... Find a place where people have your back in a healthy way. And you can push through these hard times better than what you thought you could. That's all I got to say. Let me put my Instagram real quick? No, yeah. Do it. <laughs> no, I don't want nobody to follow me. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, thank you guys very much for listening to this episode. Um, this is an episode. This is something. This is stuff I've wanted to talk about for a very long time on the show. There's a lot of very interesting topics that I've wanted to talk a lot about on the show for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's great, uh, especially because of you.
1: Thank you. To,
0: to, <laughs> to have this discussion with.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess just keep looking for things like this will probably pop up in the future a lot more often.
1: Or we can get someone else, like another guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I can do some stuff and talk to some people here.
0: Yeah, we've definitely, we've thought about doing other shows and stuff like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. This podcast is evolving, I think, as you guys have seen. It has mm-hmm. gone through quite a bit of change this year, going from just one weekly show to, like, a bunch of shows for a couple months. And then now, you know, it's on a little bit of a weird break type of period where not much is going up. But um, but I think ultimately having more qualitative discussions mm-hmm. about things is, you know, something I like doing and I really like this podcast. So I don't know if you're just be in it. See, see if you guys like it, tell your friends, family, <laughs> if you have any questions, topic, uh, discussion, uh, mm-hmm. what would you even, suggestions, <laughs> you can email us at a good films at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at, um, hold up, let me let me pull it up real quick so I don't mess this up because it's such a dumb Instagram name, mm-hmm. A underscore good underscore death underscore films. And just subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review on any of the platforms that you're listening on, tell your friends about it. Um, it's nice to get listeners and it's nice to get feedback. So yeah, thank you very much for listening. And I'll see you guys in the next, whatever the episode is. I'm supposed to be having a discussion. The new episode of Papa Progressive is coming, I promise you. Pop Papa Progressive number <laughs> 10, it's happening. We're going to be talking about economic systems. Capitalism versus socialism versus corporatism versus uh, communism. So look out for that. And uh, I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>